Welcome to the All About You podcast. My name is Sheila and I am your host. In this podcast, I invite everyday people to tell their stories of their travels, passions and what makes them happy. So if you have a story to tell, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story. So now for today's conversation. Welcome to another conversation on the All About You podcast. Today, my guest is Antionetta, who is a fine and bespoke jewellery designer. Antionetta, welcome to the All About You podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. It's a, it's a real pleasure. I have been watching your videos on YouTube of your jewellery designs and the story of your jewellery career and the videos you're now making about living in Valencia, our city. Mm -hmm. So, welcome to Valencia. Thank you. (laughs) So, Antoinette, let's start at the very beginning. So, you were born in Bulgaria. Correct, in Sofia. So, were you good at art at school? Was that one of your top subjects? Yes, I actually started with theatre and drama, so performing arts. Um, This was my original career so to say and then I transitioned into applied arts and more of a life drawing and fine art and then art history that's how it rolled so you are naturally good at art yes I was fascinated by it for sure because I think anybody who can draw paint do sculpture and it's an incredible gift to have something of a gift and a talent of doing arts i actually think everyone has some sort of talent and we just we just express in a different ways so it doesn't matter if it's the canvas or if it's the stage or jewelry or sculpture to me it's all one everyone has something that they can find a way an artistic way to express themselves so we all have talents Right, so Mm -hmm. I need to work on finding my artistic (laughs) talent. So, Antonia, your grandfather was a blacksmith. Correct. Working Mm -hmm. with metals. Your father was also a jeweller. So you've got a history of working with metals in your family. Yes, correct. So what was your career plan then? So you discovered you have this talent for art and it was a passion. How did that translate into getting into making and designing your own jewellery? Yes, well, first it started more as a theoretical part. Like I was was studying art history, so I was really interested more about conceptual art and how things evolve and how they change. and, And then being around my father, I was constantly seeing things being made. And... Later on, I just realized that it, it is really a miniature sculpture. It is, it is art. It is something that I can possibly make. And uh, when I arrived uh, in the States, I decided to go to the Gemological Institute of America, which is one of the best schools there for, for jewelry and gemology. And I studied there and it just got stronger and stronger urge to to just evolve and learn more and expand and create my own uh, my own pieces. Because looking at your website and looking at the YouTube videos, your jewelry is a mix of traditional pieces, for example, like engagement rings, eternity rings. 
and then you've also got some other jewellery that is just incredible i mean the imagination and the styles you have come up with where do you get your inspiration from oh that's a that's a very um complicated question i think everywhere i i literally i can be reading a book uh that has nothing to do with with anything visual in it and i can be reading and just a con concept sometimes emerge from from anything and sometimes it's it's purely traditional i see in in spain i'm 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 crazy about the doors here everywhere i look at doors i film the doors and there's always something it's either the texture or the metal work and it's just amazing so i get a lot of inspiration of course from the places i i travel to for sure <laughs> i think it's a very interesting point you're talking about the doors in valencia i always say to people when you're in the city look up yes because when you look up you've got these beautiful sort of wrought iron balconies these fantastic windows the old-fashioned street lamps you would miss an awful lot of incredible things it's quite old-fashioned in a way but i think it's absolutely beautiful it stood the test of time it's classic you've got to look up in valencia as you say the doors door knockers yes. the yes. balconies yes yeah. it is incredible because we usually people are going to see art when uh, it's very um they plan that so they go to a museum they go to the places that are being advertised like they go to paris or they go to prado in madrid but in places like valencia or even even smaller cities you can you can never get bored you can literally walk the street and just find things that you're not planning to see you can run run into something that it's uh, that it's so different and yet it has its its place in history and it's fascinating it's really really amazing so your jewelry as i said is a mix of fine jewelry and bespoke pieces so when somebody comes to you for an engagement ring for example do most people have an idea of what they want and then maybe you look at their fingers and think okay with the shape of your fingers mm -hmm. i can imagine this this shape or this style all of it i actually worked with with many materials and not even not only precious metals and stones i worked with with found objects i created very big pieces for runways and magazines that are they're not for sale they're not they're fashion fashion pieces and then i worked with the finest materials so my range it is really really wide mm, and in in regards to engagement rings or any bespoke jewelry it works either way people sometimes they have specific idea in mind and sometimes they come with an old piece they want remade into something new still keeping the memory let's say using a stone from an old piece or even the metal because it has sentimental value to them or sometimes they just bought an amazing stone from somewhere or they commission the full work from me and they let me just imagine and do my my own thing so back in 2020 you had two exhibitions in madrid yes the video is just amazing it actually Thank made you. me quite <laughs> emotional because in the video you are at the opening night of the exhibition yes 
and people are looking at your jewellery and you can just see the expression on your face of looking your pieces in the exhibition case. Yes. I mean, that to you, I mean, you're grinning now. I, I was, uh, this was a big moment for me. Um, first of all, this was a competition. This was an international competition for contemporary jewellery. And I submitted my designs and I was selected out of many, many artists. And at first I, I was really not sure if they will, they will accept me because there were so many talented people. And I was truly honored to, to get into this uh, group exhibition. And it was amazing. But then they sent me a second email that they're selecting only four people out of this group exhibition to have their individual exhibitions in, in different parts in Madrid. Because this was during Design Week in Madrid. And so I exhibited my pieces together with other artists and then in the Contemporary Art Museum, my, my solo exhibition, and it was, it was fantastic. It was a great honor. But to see your pieces in the display cases, I mean, there's probably not many jewelers have that experience. Yes, and I mean, these are national museums in Madrid. It, it was a real honor. I was, I was thrilled and, and really surrounded by great artists as well, I must say. I think we need to do a bit of name dropping now okay. as to who you have made pieces for. Okay, so Antoinette, <laughs> let's do the name dropping. Who have you made bespoke pieces for and how did that come about? Yes, I've made pieces for Britney Spears, one of the biggest stars in America and in the world, and Kelly Rowland and uh, Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas and um, Julia Michaels and Melissa Mars and Julian Jackson, many, many artists. So what happens? You A little email just pops up in, in your inbox? Well, not, that's not exactly how it works. In um, So basically, I, I was lucky that I, I was living in LA where there's so many artists and stylists that work with them. I'm usually contacted through the stylist because they design, decide what they're going to wear, they put things together, or we work on a concept. So that's how they, they found my pieces and they contacted me and voila. <laughs> so when you see your piece being worn by one of these artists on, on a stage show or in a video, how does that feel? It's surreal. Especially with Britney, this was my my biggest excitement because it is it was not only worn by her and photographed; it was in her video. This video will be there forever, and and it's crazy just to see it and in being you know worn and while she dances and moves, it's it's incredible. So can we talk about the piece you actually sure. made for Britney? Yes. So what was the piece? The piece, it's kind of like a stylized fishbone necklace. It is very large and it wraps around the neck and it has a lot of texture and a lot of shiny surfaces. And that's one thing I've always been Mm, I always like to exper experiment with in my designs. It's contradicting different textures, 
so this piece it's pretty sharp very edgy and the video is called piece of me and i don't know if you know the concept but it's about how the press it's just after her and wants she's just so, wants wants a piece of her so this almost resembles how they're trying just to grab anything they can to to reveal her to kind of expose her her bad anything bad about her and there's nothing left it's almost like just a hanging fish bone around her neck so the director of the video really loved the concept he it, it just it just worked with everything that he imagined for the video and yeah <laughs> and was it an easy piece for you to work with them I mean, no. coming up with the idea so it really challenged you the the idea it's not the hard part the ideas come easy but the the making of it it's it's not easy because it consists of a few different pieces you can't cast such a big piece of jewelry and it's also very flexible so there's some technical moments that need to be observed when when creating this so it was quite a challenge it was for a challenge. you on the technical side yes yes but you were happy with the finished results yes yes and then when you see britney wearing this piece of your jewelry in the video it's amazing it's amazing she wore also two of my cuffs it's very fast but you can see them yes wow so there were a total of three pieces in the video with her so okay we talked about the name dropping and we've talked about your jewelry you've now on your youtube channel started making videos of valencia city <laughs> which i have absolutely loved because you are showing me places i didn't know existed oh, that's so <laughs> antoinetta how did this start this started um about maybe six six months ago and I am traveling. I'm still working on my pieces everywhere I go because I have a, I'm a designer and I can design pretty much from any part of the world. My pieces are still being made in Los Angeles. And I just said to myself, I love to travel and why not share this with uh, with the world? And I started filming my videos. It, it is a challenge because I'm learning uh, everything but it's uh, it's quite enjoyable I really really like it yes I mean the one I was looking at the other day is you went to one of like a local bar and you just had you know the typical breakfast with the coffee the juice yes. and the toast yes <laughs> I mean that's great how does it work do you go into a bar and say hi you know I'd like to have breakfast but would you mind if I made a YouTube video is that what happens well normally Normally people are okay with just discreetly filming. I'm never just right in their face. I'm respectful to others, of course. And just, uh, no, I just film. And if anyone says that they don't want to be in the video or please stop filming, I respect that. And I would always interrupt the video and I can edit that. But uh, usually I don't have any problems. I'm filming myself mostly. So... I'd like to think we're coming out of a pandemic and we have in normally in Valencia we have the fire um, spring festival in March because that has been cancelled we had sort of a mini one here uh, in September and you did a video of fire yes 
What did you think of fires? Was this your first one in Valencia City or had you seen a normal fires in previous years? No, it was my first one and actually in 2020 we were living in Rusafa, close to the market and as far as I know it is probably the loudest and busiest area for, for that in a normal, uh, under the normal circumstances it is. And this year, it's a, it was a smaller one, but it was my first taste of fires. So last year, of course, we were in a lockdown, so there was no fires. Uh, this was my first one. It was interesting to see. I think it's uh, it's very fascinating. The the artworks, these fires are incredible. Of course, I look at it from an artist's perspective, and what it takes, and the time, and the effort, and just I'm even surprised how the city it's organizing everything and cleaning after the the whole fiesta it, it is really really interesting but i don't know when the big ones happen i don't know if i'll be able to stay i, I just don't enjoy the crazy fireworks if that if that goes on for a week every day all day and i have a little dog also that is getting very paranoid about the noise but it's for sure very interesting to see. I mean for people that don't know about fires this is our our Valencia this is our main celebration and it's from the 15th to 19th of March and there are lots of different activities going on but what happens is huge structures are made of sort of local people or local politicians and these structures can be sort of three or four stories high and on the last night, the night of the Kremer, they get burnt. So we have thousands of tourists come in the city. We have uh, firework displays. We have parades. So many things go on. I mean, if you just look on YouTube, put in Valencia Fias, F-A-L-L-A-S, it'll bring up the Masculatar, the Ofrenda, all different things. And I just think for somebody who really has never sort of seen a traditional full-blown fires. Even the sort of the mini one we had is pretty spectacular. It, it is it is insane. And another thing that really got my attention, it's how close people are during this time. And Spanish in general, we know they're very warm people. But during their festivities, you can really see how they come together, they eat, they, they work on the costumes, on the fires, on just getting things done so they can bring the best they can. And they have their little competitions. And it, it is on one side, it's sad when they burn the fires. But on another hand, the symbolism behind it, it's, uh, it's brilliant because, you know, you're getting rid of the old and welcoming the new. And in Hinduism, they have something similar with building the sand mandalas that are very temporal. They just last until they build them and, and that's it. And then the dust goes away. So we probably just need to look at from that point of view. So Antoinetta, what's the best thing you've found about Valencia? That it always surprises me in some way. And it is a big small city it has the charm of a small city but it's larger and i like experiencing everything every day and 
maybe that's the the most uh, most fascinating that it's that there's always a moment or something to surprise you yeah here i mean i, th I think your progression from your youtube channel starting with the jury which i think was going about four years and then the last six months you, you've gone on to valencia as well what are you working on at the moment with jury have you got any projects you can tell us about at the moment yes yes i i actually expanded and added two more pieces to my siberia black line uh, the same line that i was in madrid with in the at the exhibition and i added two more pieces that were selected for a um, another show in China, in Beijing. And I was going to go there, but they have, and I've never been to Asia, so I was super excited about that. But they have crazy restrictions, so they were not letting any tourists to come there, even with the letter through the um, gallery, they, were, they wouldn't let me go there. And or I have to stay like 14 days in quarantine and it really it kind of messes up everything. So but I will be showcasing uh, these pieces soon. And there is a possible show coming up in Valencia. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a show, a solo exhibition, but I will keep the details just yet. I won't reveal everything because we're still in contact with the gallery but it's going to be something fantastic well when you are able to give details please let me know of course i would <laughs> love to actually come and see your piece in action antonia netta what's the plan for the travel youtube channel have you got other videos that you're planning on making at the yes, moment for sure for sure the next stop is madrid so i'll be in madrid for a few days and i'll be filming there for sure and then, uh, then we'll see. I will probably go to, down to Malaga and Marbella again and explore some more and some other smaller cities on the way, which uh, I've never been to, and possibly some Scandinavian countries for the winter. Right, <laughs> so you've got a lot going on. You've got an, hopefully an exhibition in Valencia, which would be just fantastic. And then more travel to Madrid and some of the Scandinavian countries. Yes, yes. So you're going to be busy. Of you're course. Be busy. <laughs> Antoinette, it's been a pleasure having you on the All About You podcast. Fingers crossed this exhibition because I do yes. love looking at jewellery. So sure. fingers crossed. Thank you so much for, for having me. It's been an honour being here. And I will definitely uh, give you the details. Yes. Fingers crossed, <laughs> fingers crossed. Antoinette, thank you very much for being a guest on the All About You podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget, if you have a story you would like to tell, please get in touch. My email address is allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and thank you for listening.